Hey guys, it's Tom from South of Eden. You're listening to Jay Scott on The Hook Rocks, and be sure to uh, stream our new album, Table of Storms. I've been stuck in my dreams running aimlessly around. Feels like flying, but inside dying, about to hit the ground. Time to wake up, light like a feather, trust the voice inside, get yourself together. Welcome back. It's Jay Scott. It's the Hook Rocks. Thanks for tuning in once again. Always appreciate when you come by and give us a listen. Don't forget to write us a review. When you're done listening to this episode, let us know what you think. We always appreciate the feedback. Of course, we're part of the Pantheon Podcast Network, a network of great music-related podcasts. So check out all the podcasts on Pantheon Pods. Um, There's something there for everybody. You can check them out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Pantheon Pods, as well as The Hook Rocks on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Hook Rocks. We've had some great episodes for you lately, and that's why it's so important for you to set your app to the for automatic downloads so you get the latest episode right to your phone. Uh, we just had Jared Jer- James Nichols. We've had Dax Nielsen and Rick Nielsen from Cheap Trick, uh, Richie Cotson from... The Winery Dogs, we had some great new bands like Austin Mead and Abby Kay and Dead Blonde Stars and Empire all in the new music spotlight. They've all got new music coming out or have just released new music. We had Ace Von Johnson from L.A. Guns and Sam Bam Colton from the band Dorothy. Also, as well, talking the business side of music. We also did a feature on Live Nation and Ticketmaster and the monopoly that it is and what the U.S. Senate is currently doing to help uh, stop the manipulation of the initial sales of tickets and on the secondary market too. And we did a live album review of Rush Exit Stage Left and also had Baz from Massive Wagons, the great UK band, as well as South of Eden, great new band out of Columbus, Ohio. Our next guest, I uh, never expected to do this episode. They're formerly of a band that I absolutely loved and was excited to see them open up for Scorpions in Chicago back in the fall, late summer maybe. And I got to tell you, Chicago is a tough crowd to win over, especially if you're you're an unknown. And watching the crowd react to the band open up for the Scorpions was a great sight to see. From the beginning where a lot of people were sitting on their hands to the end where people were on their feet, about 16,000 people were rocking out to the band called Thunder Mother. Fast forward several months later, I wake up and I see the news on social media that three of the members are no longer in the band. And we're going to get into that discussion. We're going to talk about that and what that, what happened and what's going on now. We've got lots to talk about with Mona, Emily, and Guernica formerly of Thunder Mother, now of the Gems. And I'd like to welcome these three fantastic ladies to the Hook Rocks. What's happening? What's going on? Hi. Hi. (laughs) Thanks for having us. Yeah. Can you hear us all clearly? We can hear. Yeah, I can hear you all clearly. Thanks for doing this. Awesome. Um, This, um, man, like I said, I did not expect to have this conversation, but here we are. We've got lots to talk about. Why don't we begin with what you guys have been doing now as the Gems, um, and even before that, Gernika and Mona, with your solo stuff, the singles that you put out a couple months ago, a few months ago. Why don't we begin there? All right. Um, what do you want to know? <laughs> well, the the song that you did and the song that Mona did, 
you know, was this done after the tour with Scorpions? Was it done prior on a break that you guys, you know, waited on releasing and then released it after the tour? Well, um, my song I had recorded and prepared before the tour. Uh, and I think that's the same for you, Mona. Yeah. 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 I, I recorded my, my song before the tour. But the problem was that uh, Micke, Gerdika's boyfriend, was supposed to do the video. And he came to the tour, like the whole tour. So he didn't have the, like the the video so he couldn't uh, finish the music video so i released it after but the plan was to release it during the tour but it, it was uh, totally fine anyway yeah and me too like for me it was just i prepared the song and then i thought perfect after the tour releasing a solo song because we were gonna re-release this the thunder mother album black and gold in august so i thought timing wise then it had been out for maybe three four months and why not release some solo stuff then? So that was my plan, and the girls were on board. And yeah, we were a happy, happy family. Not <laughs> <just kidding. laughs> One big happy family, like the Brady Bunch, which is a show here, an old show here in the U.S. That and we know the Brady Bunch. Family. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, when you guys are writing that stuff and putting out the solo, um, you know, was was this just what the music business is today, where you have a lot of different projects that you work on? I mean, you think of some of the bands in the U.S., for instance, you know, a lot of them are doing different things with different artists and releasing different albums and songs. And it's just kind of the way of the music business now. Yeah, it wasn't a really a big deal for any of us. It was just a natural um what's it called not process but natural uh development. a development you know like i got signed 2021 for a solo thing and i was like why not super exciting and there was no pressure put on me because they knew that thunder mother was my then number one project but um i just think as a creative person it's always fun to create and have that freedom to do that and uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I I had my solo project long before I joined the Mother, and I always um, I always try to uh, do shows and record stuff when when I have time, you know. So um, so it's just an ongoing project, and sometimes I have more time, so I can invest more in it. And uh, sometimes we we were on tour, like. For the whole summer with the mother, then of course you can't, uh, you don't have time enough to do anything else, basically. It had to be, you know, an interesting thing for both of you because you know, this is kind of only you from start to finish, from creating to, you know, to writing, creating to going in the studio and making it. You know, how did that feel doing this on your own versus with a band? I think both me and Mona have very different experiences because I've, for me, I haven't really done this so before. I mean, I did 10 years ago and it, that was too long ago. So for me, it was a very new experience. Um, and it was comforting knowing that I wrote the song with Emily, uh, our drummer. <laughs> so it was still kind of like part of the family and it wasn't too far off, but um I think it's a it's a it's a great learning experience to like push yourself to be the one that decides yeah this is the final mix these are the, yeah I want to have it this way or that way that was and it still is very tough for me because uh, usually when we do it in the band I, I only need to fight for my own little things like can we you know whatever if that might be uh, but we always do it as a uh, like a group thing so now this was new but it was fun. Mm-hmm. But you you have experience. You're better at that, I think. Hello. Yeah, I recorded the different projects, and um, it's fun. Like you, you work uh, totally different in the, in each project. And with the with the Mona, it's um, it's more rough, and um, it's more with uh, like playing. Like we we recorded it live all together in one room. And that we never did with the uh, Thunder Mother. Like you, you record one instrument at a time. 
But um, in this case, uh, we, we recorded it all together. Uh, so, like, you need to uh, play it right because you can't change anything. <laughs> so we just picked one of the best takes, and then I put down the vocals after, uh, after that, of course, because uh, uh, the sound, uh, it's, it, the sound is leaking a lot in our microphones. So. Uh, the bass, drums, and guitars uh, were recorded in the same room at the same time. That's a pretty. It sounds like it's easy to record that way, right? To to someone who's never been in a studio. But you really have to have the song down and pretty much ready to go, rehearsed a lot because like you said, you know, it's hard to go back, you know, how how you record it, I don't know, but I know when some people use tape to record, tape's expensive. And you're recording, you make a mistake on something that's recorded live. You know, you've got to start over again. You can't just take out one part of the one instrument or one person. You've got to redo it again. And if you're not prepared, it could be very expensive, very costly. Yeah, like the, the three, all all the three of us need to play every single note right. Because <laughs> if uh, if one of us uh, fucks up, we need to do another take. You know, but it's okay. it's cool. For for both of you, when you think of this in doing this, obviously Mona, you've done this before, but you know, how does this help when you do a solo project? How does it help you as an artist when you're in both a solo or have a, a solo project and, and a band at the same time? What are the benefits for an artist to do that? Um, I think um, variation is yeah. you, you develop a lot by doing different stuff, and it's I feel it's a release, uh, like or a relief. I mean, to uh, to be able to like play play some blues and just improvise uh, sometimes. So, but, like with Donovan, we 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 play the same songs, uh, uh, the same way, the same set list for for a whole summer, basically. So I think it's nice to just do something else, just write write another song in another style or whatever yeah i mean personally i i really enjoy pop rock and more i guess a commercial sounding rock uh, so for my solo projects it was really fun to be able to do that and also showcase my range and do you know a little bit more and also be okay with my voice being the loudest thing in the mix <laughs> Which that cannot happen in a band setting, <laughs> uh, at least not in Thunder Mother. Uh, but um, yeah, no, I think that time will tell how, it, however good or bad it is. But for for us, it's it's a creative freedom, and and it's fun to be able to have both. But I've always seen myself as a, a band, uh, yeah, player. Like I love being part of a band. I love. You know, the whole camaraderie, the sisterhood of it all. I love it when it works. Uh, so, I don't know. It's it's weird. But, I mean, I wouldn't mind, say, one if one of my future solo singles would become a hit, that would be a dream come true as well. So, I mean, I feel like we're just leaving all doors kind of open and, and seeing where it takes us. And if I go ahead and do focus more on my solo stuff eventually these two are going to be my players regardless so it's always going to be like this kind of familiar family vibe with us at least i imagine it helps you as an artist and it also helps the band that you're in because you know when you are in a band you have those moments where you all bring songs to the table you always you bring music that you've been working on and creating and Sometimes what you want doesn't fit what the band is doing or what the band's sound is like. So having a solo career kind of gives you that outlet to go and do those things that maybe you can't do within a band because of the style or whatever the case is. So exactly, it's a, it's a benefit for both. I think, you know, I think when you have, um, have an outlet for, for each of you to do that. Um, coming back into the band and, and coming back when you're creating, it almost, you kind of know that you have an outlet in case something doesn't work within the band that you're in. 
So you have these you have these singles released, you know, after the tour. The tour was a success for you guys traveling North America for the first time. The show I went to was great. I know other people that went to the Thunder Mother shows um, during the tour um, had a blast watching you guys. Um, when you get off the tour and you're preparing for the next part with Scorpions in the UK and Europe, and then what happens happened, uh, or what happened happened, I should say. Um, was there any was there any signs that this was with this was coming? No. Mm. No, no, not in the way it happened. No, I mean we've had. Um, I've said this in other interviews, but it, it's not been a, like a straightforward line of just like great times. It's just we've just gotten used to the dynamic of it being like it goes in circles. Like you have the the love face and the hate. You know, it's like this, and the, that's just something that we've gotten used to. So we knew that after the U.S. tour, we were all kind of needing a break from each other. For obvious reasons, no, nothing weird about that. And then it just took a turn that we never expected. It was just, it was way more drastic than we had ever expected. I mean, considering we've been in this for six years, and it's not the first time uh, people have been unhappy. It was an intense tour. Like we lived in a bus for two months. I think whoever you would put in a bus, uh, you would need a break after. But we. But do you think that has to do with the her taking the decision on firing me? No, no. But, uh, I just wanted to. Uh, oh yeah, the bus. Never think. What if that was the reason? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, bands have a history of. Not getting along. Some of the greatest bands of all time had had issues within the band. I mean, I think of Van Halen. I think of the Rolling Stones. I think of I think of I think of pretty much every band has issues, and and I think there there are two types of bands. One band, you know, bands that can't handle that and they do what Thunder Mother did and, and have that happen, or bands learn to live with each other and realize that it's more of a of a, of a business. Um, operation, and and that works for a lot of bands. Um, and I do agree with you, Mona, that you know being on a, a a bus for two months, yeah, you're on top of each other. You know, you're you're seeing the same people all the time. You're doing the same things. Monotony can be a curse, um, just because you kind of get in a mode where you're you're kind of like a machine uh, almost, and. You know, when you're when you're together, like yeah, it, there can be some friction. That's just human nature. I think for me, um, you know, the disappointment as a fan. You know, I I just had done an episode with um, someone ab- uh, about my top ten bands in 2023. Like, who's going to take a another big step? And Thunder Mother was in my top five, and um, as was Joyous Wolf, and they're going through issues too. So. So I was like, man, maybe it's me. Maybe I cursed the bands. Isn't that the, Nick, the guy that I did interview yes. with? Yes. Oh, my God. Did you curse us? Damn you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so, so Nick left Joyous Wolf. And, you know, prior to that being announced, you guys, you know, Thunder Mother announced. And I'm like, man, I'm like, I, I didn't understand as a fan. I'm just giving my a fan's perspective. How? Why did he leave the band? I'm curious. That's that's for him to to answer. That's for him to answer. I can't I can't answer that. But as far as with with Thunder Mother, it was so exciting to see you guys. You know, do what you did with the tour, and was looking forward to like the next step and what was going to happen and all this stuff like. The album was great. The last three albums are great. For me, I don't know a Thunder Mother before Guernica was in the band and before this current lineup. Like I don't know, I don't know any song before before this this period of the band. So excited for Black and Gold, you know, excited for the two previous albums prior to that. And things just kept building and building. And I was like, man, like they're going to, they're going to be able to do this, like come over to America and be successful. I, you know, I thought, man, what a great first step. And then everything went to shit. <laughs> and, um, 
you know, we just, thought so too. Just, uh, just, we, uh, I mean, you know, like the like the worst time for this to happen for a band is, you know, coming over to North America, growing an audience in North America, exposing yourself in a successful way, and then this comes out of nowhere. So that's kind it's of my one, one in a million fans. Yeah, that we got in America. I guess it's not easy to break into the U.S. market. No, it's not, especially today. It's very difficult. Yeah. And um, I do I, I, what you said earlier about um, how there's different types of bands. I would say that us three, we we're part of the the band the type that you mentioned, where you could work together regardless of if we want to see each other privately or not. <laughs> Uh, so it's just sad that uh, Philippa is part of that other uh, group where she believes that she needs to be best friends with the people that she plays with. Yeah, best friends all the time. Yeah. Um, so that's not even possible. No. It's just so it's an unrealistic uh, thing, especially when you're actually getting to the point where we were, uh, which is such a rare thing for a band to just throw it away on. Yeah, not being able to be professional to me is ah, it's heartbreaking. Mm. Mona and Emily, when it was determined that Gernika would no longer be in the band, you decided to go with Gernika. What was behind that decision? I mean, for me, um, I never imagined being in the band without Gernika. And uh, as soon as Filippa started to talk with us about like she that she couldn't work with Guernica anymore and stuff like that she was starting to talk in a way that she was gonna be the one deciding everything and I just told her like if Guernica is not in the band I'm not in the band and uh, actually I was the first one to leave the band um, because uh, she started to it just started to get worse and worse and she just made up things about Guernica that wasn't true, and I could just not take it anymore. So I told her to find a new drummer, and then a couple of days later, she sent an email to Guernica, yeah, telling her she's fired. And then she acted like I did not quit the band. You know, she was like, "So can we have a meeting soon?" I was like, "Why are you talking to me? I'm not in the band anymore." <laughs> she didn't take you seriously. No, she did not. But I mean. Uh, I'm a person true to my words and yeah she learned it the hard way I guess um, for me it's been me and Guernica we really clicked since we since first time we met and we've always always been really good friends in the band through the years and but also like I I can't I can't imagine a singer better than Guernica so I want to be on the train that she's on, basically. Oh, same. I Thank feel you. exactly the same. Um, but I, I told her like it's it's the four of us that is the magic. So you can't do this. I'm out in that case. I have to agree with that. I mean, you know, especially the last album, Black and Gold, their thought was incredible, and. You know, for in my opinion, when you find something like that, you don't want to mess with it. You know, and and, and you have to find reasons to to overcome whatever challenges that you have. And I just read a recent article with Phil Lewis um, of L.A. Guns, who was talking about leaving the band after they got rid of their manager. He was, you know, I guess there was an issue within the band and I don't really know all the details, but he decided to stay. And, you know, when you have a band like LA Guns, who's had a resurgence over the last four years or four albums, I should say, you know, to kind of recognize that, Hey, you know, I'm not happy about certain aspects of things, but I understand where the band's going and what the band's doing and what we're doing right now as a band is pretty magical, you know, to kind of say, you know what, I got to overcome those other things. That just speaks to the professionalism of, of Phil and, 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 and staying, staying within the band. And I just think of Thunder Mother. Obviously there was an issues, issues with Philippa had with Guernica and, not being able to overcome that or not being able to say, Hey, you know what? 
once we get off tour, I'm going to decompress. I'm going to just be alone for however long I need to be until the tour starts again or whatever, because obviously, you know, I'm having issues and I need to figure out why I'm having issues. And maybe that just didn't happen or it didn't happen. Not maybe it just didn't happen. So, you know, you guys end up leaving the band and you guys start to span the gems. I guess the question before getting into stuff about the, your new band is, you know, the previous tour you did with the previous album or the previous dates that you were doing, was this a, was this a common thing that would kind of come up from now and then, you know, where you guys would have to walk on eggshells or there'd be issues? Um, well, <clears throat> uh, so I guess, I guess my question is like, why now? Like, like why, you know, after that's the- a question we, that's a question we all like wonder why now, because it's not like any of these issues or problems that we've had personality wise have, it's nothing new. Um, and I think, I mean, I have my theories to why now. Uh, and maybe I'll share them in a future biography, but it's not really the time and place to be speaking about those specific details. But um, I think I, I, I just I just don't it's clear. I don't know how to say this without seeming like I'm in a bad person or something, but it's it's obvious that Philippe is not a team player and we we want to be part of a team. And if we, and that's why we decided to keep on working together. And she has done this to what well, we've heard now five lineups. Uh, so we're the fifth group yeah. to have this happen to us. So you also understand that it, there's nothing unique about our experience. It's just that me and Emily, because we've been in the band with her for six years, have uh, for some reason been very good at just putting up with strange behaviors. Uh, all this time because our passion and our dreams were bigger than that. We could compartmentalize, like we would go off and just be by ourselves, you know, just to avoid situations. Deal with yourself. Yeah. Exactly. Instead of uh, like uh, a deal with uh, act on it. Yeah. We've, we've actually had to deal with this for many, many years and have had to deal with it on our own. And yeah, it's been extremely toxic and draining on our bodies and stuff privately that has, you know, taken its toll. Um, so I don't know. I, 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 as much as I'm heartbroken about this, I, I, I knew, I think we all knew that this could never be a long, long term thing because of the, the personality that we had to deal with. Um, but regardless of that, we were going to try to push it as far as we just could, uh, you know, and both me and Emily and Mona has been with us now for one and a half year. We've like set aside our own feelings so much. Like yeah. we've not been feeling good. Like, no, yeah. I don't know. Emily, maybe you want to, it was just like, <clears throat> yeah, we, when, now that we're free, <laughs> yeah, we're free. Say, uh, we realize even more how, how bad our mental health has been the last couple of years and uh but we did it for the passion we had i mean we did it we loved the band we 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 were we believed we were in a democracy that we were having this band together and it was really heartbreaking to realize now that she never wanted to share the band with us fully and um it's more lies than the truth. Yeah. It's like we we have our own experiences with all of it. Um, and we already knew there was a lot of more lying than natural in a natural situation. Mm. Uh, but finding out lies that you like things that were like prescribed. Um, I don't know the word, but like things that we just took as a fact many many years ago from our first recording we now found out that oh that was a lie too oh that's weird like that's things that we just we just believed everything until it wasn't possible to believe things anymore basically and and like this the the statement that you you sent me the other day uh i i i have I, I didn't read it completely because it, it does make me feel sick to my stomach and um, very, very sad that these lies uh, and 
weird things are being told about my personality, which are so far away from who I am. Uh, but I'm targeted now. I'm, I guess I'm, I'm the biggest evil that uh, she knows uh, for the moment. Uh, and it, it's really tough. Uh, so that's why I was kind of like. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. I don't, I, I, like, I don't even know what to say anymore. I'm just so used to that person just lying about everything. And it's just crazy now because it's like, I can, I respect you not liking me as a person. That's something that's, you can't like everyone and that's fine. But going above and beyond to lie and make up shit about my personality is so scary and just heartbreaking. And it adds to the, this like, psychological like this like a mental abuse that I feel that we've all been through for all these years um so it's just yeah I'm I'm, right now I'm just feeling so grateful that I have we have each other and that we get to start something new and fresh and on good terms and on equal ground and it's just everything is just so much healthier yeah and we're happy like we rehearse we're happy we go out we're happy. like we have a good time <laughs> you guys are you guys are at the cafe right now while we're doing this interview i've never done an interview yeah. where the band's at a cafe it's kind of a yeah a sorry nice about that <laughs> no no not at all I think the best we, we we rehearse across the street and our rehearsal space uh well we share it with people and so the next band was coming in so we can stay stay there <laughs> sorry I think, everyone, I think everyone can relate to what you just said. We've all been in circumstances or in situations where we're, we're involved in something and we're not happy. And you go, whether it's a job, whether it's in a relationship, whatever it is, you're just not happy. And you're trying to work at it because you believe in something, but each day you get farther and farther from what you believe in because of the issues that are happening happening and then when it's gone or someone you're fired from a job or you're you someone breaks up with you in a relationship you do have that sense of relief because you don't have to you don't have to like worry about that stuff anymore it's kind of like like a, a huge weight it's a cliche to say but the huge weight is lifted off your shoulders and dealing with something or someone that hasn't made you happy in a long time, but you keep thinking that happiness is going to reoccur and it never does. And now you're in the situation where you're like, man, I, you know what? I kind of feel better actually when I'm kind of creating now, I don't feel like stressed out. There's something to be said about that. Yeah. Yeah. And Mona spoke it so wisely. Uh, We'd rather be happy on a small club than unhappy on a big arena. 
Yeah. <laughs> Rather happy at a club show than a anxiety, anxiety <laughs> at, in an arena. Madison Square Garden. But we, we're still aiming to play those yeah. big shows eventually. Yeah. But um, but happy. <laughs> yeah, we want to... Give us one year. <laughs> yeah, give us one year. We'll be there. <laughs> well, but it's no, also... We were just saying, like, we, we've been feeling so shitty behind the scenes for so long, and we accomplished so much. So we're kind of like, you said this, Emily, mm-hmm. that... I mean, I wonder how much we can accomplish now that we actually feel happy. <laughs> I mean, I feel like the sky is the limit, really. <laughs> well, out of something bad, something good always happens, right? And and obviously, the good is you're creating with people that make you happy, that you're around people that make you happy, and that's going to come out in the music. But also, yeah. just you're feeling better, right? I mean, I mean that's probably. I mean, aside from creating, you three as people feel better even though what happened hurts you and going through all that because it's yeah. you know it, it was unexpected but there is something to be said about mental health that you guys have mentioned that this was a struggle this was a de- an ordeal for a long period of time that finally came to a head and this is what happened and yeah. you know i i used to in my professional life prior to me doing this podcast years ago I used to work for a company and I used to teach a class and the class was called how to deal with difficult people. (laughs) Can we go? Yeah. We should have taken your class. (laughs) No, 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 no. The, 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 the ironic thing about it, the irony of, of the class was everybody in the class was the difficult person, but they're difficult. They think everybody else is difficult. They don't understand that there's a common denominator. Right. No. Like what's the common thread through all the people you interact with that you can't get along with? There's one thing. Can, do you realize it? And, yeah. and, you know, it takes it takes a lot of self-awareness for someone to say, yeah, you know, maybe it's me. Maybe it's, you know, maybe I need to. Yeah. to do no like self-reflection at all yeah. from, from us from, or from, from the like people that are really difficult yeah yeah it always i mean it takes two to tango and uh, these kind of people cannot like see anything wrong with their own behavior no i just saw this quote about like people that are always the victims uh you should like be careful and that's kind of the situation that we've been in uh because we i i personally i self i look inwards first usually and I'm very like yeah I've been thinking that I was going crazy and that I've been you know all these things but I've been trying I had to like uh you know uh get reassurance from my environment and like double check with people and like am I crazy you know like always go to yourself first yeah what what have I done exactly like that exactly like how am I dealing with this why is this problem but that you also get to a point with a certain type of person where it's like, and I think that that's for all of us. We just knew who we were dealing with. So we knew how to, um, you know, protect ourselves. But it's at the same time, you can't do that for too long because it eats you up from inside. And I feel like it's our uh, stubbornness. our stubbornness sorry <laughs> the stubbornness in our personalities that we want to have this dream happen so bad that you put you put up with so much more just like in a relationship if you believe that this is the love of your life you're gonna that you're gonna put up with so much more shit than you should have and you don't understand it until you're out of it so that's where we are today and I think that us all of us have definitely looked inwards and tried to like figure out how is this happening and why you know is this something really wrong with me or you know uh, but in our case we know for a fact uh by like talking to people that have been that went through exactly the same thing that yeah there's um it's just an unfortunate situation and it's just a personality type that's never going to change and you you gotta be okay with that if you want to keep working in that. I will say this, you know, in dealing with you directly, Gernika, you know, the past couple of times you've been on the show, I, you know, when when you guys released the album, 
uh, black and gold, I reached out and said, Hey, you know, let's do a group or, or let's do a preview of the album. And, and you were like almost adamant about having the other members of the band do the show because you had done my show twice and you were really wanted other people <laughs> to like, say, Hey, you know, why don't you interview the other people in the band? I've done the show twice. And, and not a lot of bands do that, you know, and I will say that. I was pleasantly surprised that, you know, you really were looking out for your bandmates when, when, uh, when we were communicating. Well, thank you. It's always like that. Thank you. Yannick always uh, thinks about uh, us others. Yeah. Actually, it's a very, you're not very like a singer in in that way. No, I'm not a stereotype of a singer, no. We want to give give all other people lights. Like, yeah, thank you. I mean, I believe that we are in a band, and when I when I say that we are in a band, and we've decided from the beginning that we're equal four members, and we all are lead. Your lead guitar, lead vocal, lead bass, lead drum. You know what I mean? Like everyone is important and equal, and that's why it's important for me. And also, we've been self managing a lot too, and I think that that's just. I guess it's just part of my personality. I feel like it's if we're a group, it's super important that everyone feels included and gets their spotlight because I, I, I just I feel like it's ridiculous. I, I mean, I understand that I get a little maybe asked to do more interviews because I am the singer and it's fine. I'll do them. But I feel like if there's an opportunity to open the door for the rest of the band to talk and, you know, share their feelings about the project, I think that it's super important, too. So thank you. I'm I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> no, for for sure. I mean, there there's probably a, you know a handful of bands that I deal with that are like what you did. You know, they want other members of the band to be in. And I'm not saying their motives behind other things are are are, are, are for self preservation or for themselves. I mean, I'm not saying it at all. But it always is nice and refreshing when a band member does that and wants to include other band members in an interview or on the show or whatever we do here, what other podcasts do. So um, then, last- then it's clear for you, sorry. And it's clear for you if you, if you read statements about me being difficult or a diva or this and that, then you have proof of your own that that's not the case at all. I, I will say that I was taken aback by that comment because any dealing I've had with you has always been professional. It's never been difficult. Yeah. So I would, I would say that, uh, she is making a true effort to pro- project uh, or she's projecting. I think it's a word uh, her, her entire personality to me, like onto me as we speak in that statement, in everything that's happening. So yeah, it's very, very scary. Last question about Thunder Mother before we get in the gem, into the gems. Um, in your opinion, we just kind of touched on this a little bit. Do you think that it was about where the attention on the band was going with you, Guernica, where maybe Philippa didn't feel like she was getting the attention that she wanted, which caused maybe some jealousy or some issues in that regard? I'm sure that's a part of it. Absolutely. I think it's tough when you want it to be the me show, the, whatever Filippa show and you you use the wrong vehicle for that to happen because uh, in a band it's obvious that the singer is always going to get more attention because of the I guess position in the lineup I, that's very sports related but you know what I mean like it's sure. just how it is I, I'm the point guard so it's gonna I'm gonna automatically be you know getting some more I mean if I'm good uh yeah sorry i i just went off on there but uh yeah i think that that's tough for her to that's a it's a hard pill for her to swallow that the singer always gets more attention um that's well, just how it is unless unless your name is eddie van halen that's always going to happen you know because yeah. the singer me, is who I, people me, identify with first yeah but uh me and eddie have have the same birthday i don't know if that has something to do with it no <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> that's <why I'm... laughs> Interesting. Yeah. No, yeah, but, just, uh, yeah, that's just weird. <laughs> no, it, but but yeah, I mean, it, and there's also a case to be made too of knowing 
when to get out of the way when you're in a band. And what I mean by that is you just completed a successful North American tour. Things are headed in the right direction for Thunder Mother. It's like, hey, you know what? Even though I may not like a few things and I'm not happy about a few things, I'm happy of where we're going. So it's time to just, yeah. you know, be a be a wheel on the car that's moving forward or be, you know, keep the train on the track. And I don't know. I, I sometimes people sometimes not everyone are able to do that. Yeah. And sometimes that's, that's people not self sabotage. Uh, you know? Yeah. I don't think that uh, she believes that it's self-sabotage, uh, but I, I do believe she's her own biggest enemy. That happens a lot. So let's get into the gems. Woo! <laughs> so Positive. Out of something bad, something good happens, and through the, yeah. the Thunder Mother make up the band, the gems. How is this going? When When can we expect new music out from you guys? We actually got the first mix of our first single today, so we listened to it on the rehearsal. Uh, I mean, things are just really, really exciting right now. I mean, we did not expect to have this much interest and support that we have. Uh, we're going to meet two different agents this week, and we are dealing with like three or four labels now. I mean, it's crazy. There's so much going on, and we're just really excited and happy. Yeah. The next week, we're doing our first show, opening yeah. for a night fight orchestra. Oh, fuck, it's next week. Yeah, it's next oh, week. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, but we, it's so exciting because it's like, uh, I feel like there's people that we haven't, I mean, we might have known of them, but people are like coming up from everywhere, wanting to help <laughs> us and reaching out and believing in us and showing us so much love and like uh, Bjorn, the singer in Night Flight Orchestra, is also the singer in a band called Soil Work. He is like our champion. Like he really wants to. He wanted us for the whole tour, but we couldn't. Could only we we chose one date because of whatever reasons. But it's just so nice to see that there's people in the music scene here in Sweden and in Germany and everywhere really that are just like so excited about what we're doing here yeah and supportive and really happy about the fact that we three continue playing together for yeah. something new out of this yeah that we're not giving up like yeah. you know yeah <laughs> not to go back something negative we're not giving up that's it <laughs> well i was excited when i heard that you guys are putting together a band and know that there's going to be more music coming from all three of you that you know, was exciting to, for, for me and a lot of other people who are fans here in North America. We, we, we talk about Thunder Mother a lot with the albums and the music and to know that there's going to be a faction of that band continuing because here in America, we typically identify with the voice, the singer. And that's where we, a lot we of us connect. We got it. I just remembered the thing that I forgot before. Can I just say it real quick? Yes. <laughs> that, uh, oh my God, I'm not going to lose it again. Oh, holy shit. Um, yeah, that in Thunder Mother. Oh my God, I lost it again. What the fuck is wrong and with we my did brain? The songwriting and we're going to. No, oh yeah, because people thought that Philippa wrote all the songs. That's something that we realized after leaving the band. But we've been really big part of the songwriting. So that's also a big thing for the solo stuff as well as for the gems to show people really how much influence we've had on the music and the evolution of Thunder Mother and all these things that we all because we don't really talk about ourselves as songwriters as the way the way that some people do. So for us, it's really I feel like it's a, a, a fresh start for us to really show people like, look. This is what we brought to that band, and now we're bringing it to this new band. Like, bring it to our we're bringing it everywhere. <laughs> Sorry, there, my my, I don't know if I have ADHD, but my brain definitely has <laughs> wires. Maybe, and maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> I definitely have a hard time getting to the point. Sorry. Yeah, but there we all, go. It's also like, I mean, yeah, we the three of us did contribute a lot to the Thunder Mother sound. The the two latest albums. Yeah, uh, I mean, if people like Thunder Mother, they're going to like the gems because we are the sound of that. I mean... Say what you're going to say about the new song, the mix of it. The, the, new, it, the new song is kind of a mix between uh, Burn, the song Burn, and uh, 
uh, like our maiden. Yeah. So deep purple maiden. Yeah. Have a it's love like band. Very <laughs> <laughs> I, I, before today, I, I I participated in a guitar podcast, and I uh, I said the song is uh, like a sword swinging metal song. <laughs> 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 You're gonna really, slay dragons. Really good vibes from yeah. it. <laughs> because you just want to ride a horse and swing a sword. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's way more heavy metal. <laughs> That's fantastic. When you when you the first session when you guys came together to start this band. And you sit down and you're looking at each other and you're in a room or wherever you're at. What did that feel like? I mean, it was kind of like a dream. Like, just <laughs> to, I mean, when when the three of us realized that, okay, we're all we're, we're actually all on board. Three of us, we're going to start something new. That felt so wonderful because, yeah. Rehearsing has been a little bit of an anxiety. Like, everything has been tainted everything that we love to do has been a little bit tainted for so many years so to be at that first rehearsal and just look around it just it's kind of euphoric in a sense like just pure happiness we're here there's no drama we can create it was like such a amazing moment and that's how I felt when we did the the first songwriting session as well and everything has just felt like easy easy and like whoa it's finally is music finally gonna be starting to be fun again like what <laughs> are we deserving of this yes most likely we left the cult yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, was there was there fun. a was there a decision on the direction of the music or did that just come naturally and organically i mean we are the musicians we are and we still like the music we liked before. Um, I think we all agreed on that we wanted to stay in the classic rock genre, but we take away all the ACDC influences just to be like have something different. Uh, and we're we're much more open-minded to a more modern sound. So it's going to be something like that. <laughs> yeah. But we'll see what also what happens when our creativity gets let loose. Now. Yeah, and who knows? We might add some ACDC, but we just set it as a first thing to just pick that little element out of the mix. Yeah. So, yeah, we have Zeppelin. I mean, we, we have Island. a totally new band now, so uh, it, maybe it's going to be a bit, um, like the songs are going to be a bit different from each other in the beginning, just before we uh, redefined our niche in mm-hmm. this but we've, we've only said that it should be classic rock because yeah. that's where we all our hearts are, is like we love all classic yeah. rock basically but we, we will definitely play um play with different uh, uh genres in the beginning i think like different uh, ideas and so such things just uh, we need to try out different stuff yeah and yeah. i I think also because we finally can try out yeah. new stuff. We're not stuck in a box anymore. No. I, I also feel like the last couple of albums, there were moments, the last couple of albums of Thunderbird, there were moments where you got away from that ACDC-esque type of sound. Like, you know, I think of the song, I Don't Know You, off the last album, you know, which which was more which was way far away from the acdc influence um you know so i think of stuff like that and i think of stuff like um besides the intro the intro was very acdc sure sure but (laughs) with the the chorus and everything you know that was more you know i I don't want to say pop rock but maybe pop hard rock you know we had more of a kind of a def leppard bon jovi influence to it yeah exactly yeah, it makes me think of Bon Jovi. Um, what was the question? <laughs> well, I was just, you know, I was just saying that, you know, there were elements prior to that, and then it sounds like you're going to really kind of pursue. Well, there's no boundaries basically with what you guys can accomplish. That's the true. That's true, and we definitely want to keep doing more songs like that. Like I don't know you, and more things that could 
be heard on the radio and more people could I can reach take, out yeah. of the rock. Exactly. <laughs> that was the goal in Thunder Mother or we wanted to that was like a one of the goals in Thunder Mother to like branch out and be available for people that don't necessarily think they like rock. Because most of the time people do like rock. They just think that rock is like super metal or something. But regardless of that, like I feel like we want to do something that is for everyone. Uh, so we were going to continue doing that. But then we were going to throw in a little, we were joking around. We want to do like a saxon type song and you want to do queen a type of queen type song. So right now we're just trying to like, you know, but this first single, like you said, it's more, it's like a maiden meets Deep Purple. And when will that single be out? <laughs> um, well, we uh, wish or our hope is for it to be out like the end of April. But since we haven't really decided on a label yet, I think that it might be a little, it might be delayed a little bit, but no. Maybe no. Yeah, I think I think we we can open. Yeah. Yeah. April. <laughs> People need happy, positive, uplifting rock and yeah. roll. So we need to put the song out for yeah. everyone. <laughs> they need to uh, hurry up and uh, like work fast for a new label. Yeah, exactly. They kick their ass. <laughs> <laughs> now is is the plan then to follow that up with an album? What's the plans for that? Yeah, actually, I mean, maybe release one more single before and then hopefully we can release something. I mean, October, November, an album. That's our the goal is. Yeah, yeah, the goal. So right now we're just focusing on writing as much as possible because we do want to have our first album out 2023. So people really understand that we're here. We're serious. And we're serious. We mean business. Well, you are right to kind of jump on that because, you know, in this we were, stage with, with, people, with people's uh, attention spans being what they are, it's yeah. very easy to forget people you know, and forget artists if you're not in front of them. So I think it's smart yeah. to really kind of go after it or get after also, it. Also, we, we worked so hard on building Thunder Mother to what it became that we deserve to use that momentum as much as Philippa is now doing it for her or her herself. You know, so I feel like we yeah, we 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 reached so many new fans and people when we were on the North American tour and we want them to see us and understand that we were a crucial part of Thunder Mother and we are now going on our our own doing our own thing and creating music that is very similar. Uh, so if you like Thunder Mother, you're, you're going to probably love, love us as well. And yeah, keep going with that. The labels that you're talking with, are they European labels? Are they, do they have any presence here in North America? They're European, but I, yeah, I don't have, I don't really know how big range, but I guess all of them wants to have us worldwide. Yeah, I think two of them have a good relationship with labels, like they have something over there, more than our previous one. Well, that's exciting. I can't wait. So, yeah, (laughs) I appreciate the time and I appreciate the conversation. And, you know, as I've stated, um, heartbreaking to, to learn the news, but exciting to hear where you guys are going and what you guys are doing. And um, I can't wait. No, thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us. And yeah, we let you know when the music is out. <laughs> definitely. I definitely, you know, want to check it out and want to hear it. I can't wait. Um, you know, 2023 is shaping up to be a big year in music. And it's nice to hear that you guys will be included in that. And then it all starts from there. You know, I mean, I think the exciting thing is, is yes, you're a new band, but you have the experience over the last however many years with Thunder Mother where you guys know more people, have more contacts, and you have people that believe in you, which is hard when you have an unknown entity. You guys are a known entity and a great one at that. So it should definitely help you get to the steps and get to the places that you need to go. Thank yeah, you. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. 
I think we're going to just keep we, like the, like we did in Thunder Mother. We just work so hard that eventually people know you. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to do the same here. <laughs> well, it's also nice to know, too, that you guys aren't just going to go away. There's going to be more music. There's going to be more things happening and going on. And yeah. um, that's exciting for a fan of your music and a fan of who you guys are. Well, thank you. I should say gals. You gals are. No. Gals. Just be patient and give us one year and we will see you at the arenas. <laughs> one year we will be opening Madison Square Garden now. Eventually. We just like humble beginnings. <laughs> hey, it's great to have big goals, right? And big expectations because that's how yeah. you get to where you want to get. But I think yeah. the biggest thing that you'll take with you is, you know, Knowing what happened and how to avoid that in the future and, and what you guys yeah. need to do to stay together as a family, as sisters, and, and uh, as a rock and roll band. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't kill you, makes you stronger. That could be the next song. That is a true statement. And we are stronger than ever. And it's it's nice that we have each other, basically, for this next chapter. Yeah. Because now at least if we get, if we do what we always dreamt of doing which is playing arenas and what we started all started doing in Thunder Mother now we could do it in a in a setting where we all feel good about it and could be happy doing it and and we also have a good work ethic and we respect each other and so all these things are in place now for us to take it all the way <laughs> well i can't I wait such a cheesy <laughs> and, and and i know there's a lot of people here in the u.s that can't wait either so um That's exciting. yeah we can't wait to go to chicago and mona has to take us to these blues places yeah. well the other, <laughs> issue, the other issue i have with you um is the fact the pizza choice that you made when you were in chicago <laughs> oh the deep dish yeah. Next time we'll try the the, the other one. No. That's not the that's not the place to go. That's not. Well, next place. time we're in Chicago, then you'll have to show us. Yeah. I will definitely do that. I will definitely do that. When I saw you ate at Giordano's, it 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 did break my heart a little bit. It was like <laughs> that's not that's, that's <laughs> not the place. It's 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 overrated, as we say here. Which didn't know. Which one is the place then, or what? Oh, what? there's several. Right. Like there's a, there, there's a place when you guys come to Chicago. It is on. I will take all three. We're gonna of them have pizza to the Great. to the real place. I mean, I really want to go back to Chicago. Chicago was my favorite city, actually. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, it's a great nice. Time. A great I think it was time. so beautiful by the lake. It was beautiful to walk around. Yeah. Yeah. No. It, really, it's, clean, it's, like clean city. Well, there are parts that aren't so clean, but the the main parts are <laughs> the main parts are, the, are are really great. Chicago. I mean, I've been all over, and uh, Chicago is still my favorite city. Even though, I mean, of course, I'm biased because I'm from here. But um, yeah, next time I'm taking, I'm taking. We have I'm, places that are not so clean, especially my apartment. <laughs> well, it is well, on next time you're in chicago i'm taking you guys to, to the place that the locals go to hell yeah so pizza i'm excited i love pizza it's well it's a favorite yeah it's definitely <laughs> i mean pizza's never really bad though right i mean even when it's bad it's still kind of good yeah true <laughs> it always works well, Emily, Mona, and Zernika, <laughs> thank you very much. Um, I appreciate your time. I appreciate the conversation and can't wait to to see what's next. Thank you. Thank you. All right, everyone. I'm Jay Scott. This has been another episode of The Hook Rocks, the Ultimate Rock Community Podcast. Thanks again to Emily, Gernika, and Mona. It was a blast and cannot wait till uh, we hear some new music. Take care of each other. We'll talk soon. Stay safe. And thanks for listening. Take care.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 